Well, Ryan, we did it. We actually recorded and posted our first podcast, and believe it or not, Woo! 12 people listened to it. <laughs> was I six of those? Uh, probably, and I, I might have been the other six. Actually, some of my staff members listened to it. Caitlin listened to it, of course. Everyone has so far been really kind in giving us a five-star rating, so that's kind of awesome. So if you listen to that, please do this, because it makes me happy. Yeah, uh, my wife saw that I was listening to it, and looked at me and said, are you listening to your own podcast? And I said, of course. Why wouldn't I? Uh, I didn't really listen to the whole thing because in editing it together, I had to listen to it like four times. Oh, yeah. No, I didn't actually listen to the whole thing either, but I approved of our advice. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't too bad. Uh, um, believe it or not, we, we have some feedback, and I think one of the feedbacks is that we, we were a little lost and are we talking to dental students? Are we talking to dentists? And I don't even think we know the answer to that yet. I I agree with you. I don't think we, we do know. We're kind of just talking to hear ourselves talk, I think. Which is, which is fine. I, I think that's a good place to start it, and it'll evolve a little bit. I've got some other kind of feedback that we'll, we'll save to the end, but just uh, you know, tell me what's going on in the world of Ryan. How's, uh, how's your week going? Woo, what a week. It's been busy. I just keep uh, keep waiting for the other shoe to drop and for it not to be busy anymore. But um, you know, we're I think we're lucky right now in the fact that everyone's everyone's wanting to get dental work done. So gotta gotta make hay while the sun shines. Oh yeah, first of the year seems <clears throat> like it's always really good for that. People are getting you know new insurance benefits. We're rolling up on tax time. There's been you know some decent credits for people and things like that. So we have a lot of people that are coming in and you know like wanting to start the process for the implant or, you know, doing some stuff that we maybe treatment plan like a year ago. So it's, uh, it's been really nice. Yeah. I just, this week has been a lot of emergencies. Um, a lot of, a lot of broken COVID teeth and a lot of, you know, stuff that wasn't supposed to end up on my schedule, but, but did, and we're just making time for it. You know, I'm, I'm really awesome. liking the fact awesome. that, that I've that's honestly great. like some of my favorite stuff is the emergency stuff. Yeah, so you're seeing a lot of cracked teeth, I, or yeah, a lot of a lot of broken teeth, a lot of lost fillings that turn into endo, a lot of stuff like that. And I'm I'm lucky in the fact that I have a staff that they don't really say no when I say let's do something. They uh, they jump right on top of it and and get it done, um, which is a wonderful wonderful staff to have. And I'm you know like I said, I'm really lucky in that. That, that's so awesome. And I, I have a great staff too. And I'm really big on, you know, same day starts. We're today, we, we usually end at 430. But my last patient like came in, they had a uh, had a surgery where they're intubated and it took out 24 and 25 is really loose. So we wanted to have that out grafted prepare for, you know, implants or restorations in the future. And I kind of looked at my assistant and she gave me like a little nod like, yeah, you can say you'll do this right now and I'll stay. So uh, shout out to her for that. But my, my staff's really, really yeah. great on making things happen for people. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a blessing. I mean, you know, I've had, uh, staff in the past that weren't that way that, you know, it was lack of a better term, like pulling teeth anytime that you tried to get something done same day. And yeah. my staff now almost gets mad at me if I don't. Oh, that's awesome. That, that That's good. And I think that's all about like, you know, like culture of the office. You know, if you're like, hey, this is kind of how who we are and 
we make time to, you know, see a new patient and start their dentistry today and, you know, get them out of pain or whatever that is. You know, if you have people that aren't on board with that, it just doesn't fucking work. So I'm glad to hear that you also have fantastic staff. Yeah. Yeah. Very lucky. Very lucky. Well, you've done a lot to build your staff, right? I mean, you've, oh, you've had some turnover in your time there. and Oh, 100%. I think I've almost turned over my whole staff, uh, you, you know, not purposely, but uh, almost like two and a half, maybe even three times since I've been there. And, uh, you know, part of it is, you know, we shut down for a little bit during COVID and some people didn't come back. and We've had, uh, you know, people move away and things like that. And I think the trickiest thing is when I've been short, I've wanted to like just get anybody in there <clears throat> and I made some bad hires. You know, I was like, well, you're kind of what I'm looking for. And, you know, maybe we'll, we'll be able to get you there. Even though in the back of my mind, I'm like, I don't know that this is going to work out. And what's happened when I've made those hires is I end up losing someone that I do like because that person didn't, didn't work out. And the other person had to pick up the slack and there comes animosity. So I've learned to be really, really like picky and make sure that it's like, not only is this person going to be, you know, uh, good for me that they're going to be really good for the team and that's a that's a tricky fucking thing to do sometimes yeah yeah that is a hard thing i've been really lucky that you know the the office that i worked at before in portland um came with a staff and so i, I mean everyone stayed while i was there everyone left shortly after i did but then when i bought this office you know i was Lucky they always say when you buy an office, you know, you can expect a hundred percent staff turnover, near a hundred percent staff turnover. And I didn't have that. I you know, we we're able to keep everybody and add to it. And hopefully here shortly we're gonna be adding to it again. Um, yeah, that's just because you have that so breathy I, sex voice. I mean it keeps people around. <laughs> I know I heard that last time and I, I need to I need to be better. <laughs> no, no, no! Keep doing what you're doing. That, that's where those repeat people are coming back. We're like, we gotta, we gotta hear Mr. Breathy. <laughs> we gotta hear, we gotta hear the breath man. Yeah, you doing any uh, cool cases or anything right now? Um, I did get to see my full mouse that I did, um, that I finished in December. I got to got to see that on recall. Was looking nice, good. Nice. Um, Got a bunch of implants coming up. Really excited about the implant pathway CE I'm taking. Um, awesome. But that's that's really it. We got a we got a fair amount of ortho coming through the office now. We're just starting. I got uh, one case going. I'll be starting another one on Friday, and then I'm starting five more in the next two weeks. So, oh wow! Wow, you're um, you're rocking that. Yeah. Well. Yeah, I mean it's fun. The staff loves it. My hygienist today, I walked in and there was a patient, thirteen-year-old uh, patient that had braces, and I looked at his X-rays and I looked at her and said, "You didn't take his brackets or his wires off." And she was, "Those X-rays are from last time. Why don't you go ahead and take a look?" And she'd taken his wires off and cleaned his teeth, and she was talking about how it was so amazing that she could actually get his teeth clean. Um, oh, that's awesome! So that was. Yeah, it was really cool. So for those of you that don't know, um, I took a straight wire ortho class in Dallas over the last six months. So uh, once a month, I've been going down to Dallas. And then last weekend, we took the whole staff down, which traveling turned out to be quite a nightmare. Um, but <laughs> you can imagine. Yeah, it was it was terrible. Our, we were supposed to fly out on Thursday night. We 
didn't end up flying out until Friday morning, missed class on Friday, were able to go to class on Saturday and Sunday, flew back. There was an emergency landing on our layover in Seattle that Crazy. pushed our flight back two hours. So it wasn't then, your emergency landing? No, nope. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, no. Like, how did you like not tell me about landing. that? Yeah, right, like right when we were supposed to take off. And then we um, got, sorry, lost my train of thought. I'm good at that. Uh, then we ended up getting delayed because of weather and on our incoming flight. It was just the whole thing was a mess. We didn't leave. We didn't get home until midnight on Sunday. It was just terrible. Luckily, we had kind of had Monday off. Did a little bit of, uh, came in and did a Mueller endo on Monday for, for fun. <laughs> I don't. I don't think I've done another molar uh, since I've seen you, but I did a retreat recently. That was. Uh, <laughs> did we'll, it we'll turn say out like mine? No, it was. It was one of those things where, actually, this person they were from uh, your old stomping grounds out by Vegas, and they got like an endo done like six months ago, and they never got the crown on. But she had like an appointment to go back and get the crown. She came in with this huge freaking buckle abscess, and like the provisionals off, and I'm like, uh take an x-ray this this freaking gutta percha cone looks like a hot dog in a hallway it's like this isn't engaged like anything this is like what the fuck <laughs> i was like don't get that crown like this at minimum needs to be retreated so we we did a retreat on it today and it was it was just one of those like i wasn't in the room when the thing was done the first time but i just don't understand how this tooth got to this position and was like yeah that fucking let's temporize that that looks good yeah, but we yeah, we got her uh, yeah. in a better stead now. So nice. I did a retreat. That it was a lower anterior, and it looked like it was going to be pretty straightforward. And I feel like I pulled gutta percha out of that tooth for like two hours. Oh, jeez. What were you Which using? Chloroform. Chloroform. Okay. Okay. Yeah. On on this one, I was trying to get some chloroform but I, I just didn't have any because I don't really do retreats, but I'd kind of known from the x-ray, like, I think this is going to be pretty straightforward. Like, uh, found the gutta percha, I touched it, and I just grabbed it with tweezers and pulled the whole thing out because it was not connected to anything at all. Oh, nice, yeah. This one, I think, this one was done when she was 14. So oh, wow. I think that um, it had... She, I, I like, I barely got a 70, say 70 to engage. Like, and I think it was done with, uh, with lateral con compaction or condensation, whatever that lateral one yeah. was that way. Yeah. And lots of little bitty like, accessories. Yeah. It was just, then there was just, <laughs> I like kept looking down the hole going, there's, there's more kind of pressure down there. <laughs> How is there more? <laughs> but. I, I try not to do them too. If you need a retreat, you're getting an implant. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of <clears throat> kind of my thought process too. And we even we had that conversation too. Like even when it was all said and done, it's like, you know, I know I'm not in love with this tooth. Uh, and she was like, I want to get it like to where I can walk around and not look like a jack o' lantern now. And when I get to my home country, I'm going to get an implant. And it's like, okay, I think that's a good plan. I think that's a great plan. Yeah. So from the dental student sphere. 
kind of dividing things up a little bit, one of the things that uh, we were asked to speak to is how we're doing with our student loans. Our who? Our student loans. Oh, yeah. All that money we borrowed. So, yeah. Um, oh, man, I don't even know where to start, Paul. At the beginning, you, you took some money what? from the government. What? what are you going to do about yeah. it? Yeah, if you were... Uh, well, I'm going to die with it. <laughs> there you go. Um, so we've been out, what, three years in June? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I've, I've paid zero dollars. Nice. That's a good amount of dollars. Zero, zero cents. It's just still sitting there because they went into forbearance and... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we moved from Portland to Central Oregon, and there was a lot more other things to be doing with my money. And so, yeah, I, and I'm still on zero dollar payments. So uh, next January yeah, yeah, is a real big wake up call. Yeah, well, unless they push it back again, it seems like every time it gets close, they roll it back a little bit. I've been trying to be a little bit more aggressive with mine, but I don't let it. You know, it's zero percent interest, right? They're all all deferred right now. Um, when I have some money to put somewhere, I'd rather put it, you know, into my 401k or put it into the market because uh, I can start getting returns on that. But I've been paying a little bit on it here and there to get it down. I pay like 1200 a month or something like that. You know, nothing crazy. Um, but I don't I, I couldn't tell you where it's actually at at the moment. So. Uh, so, yeah, uh, if you happen to graduate with student loan debt and then there's a big pandemic, um, you you have a little bit more leeway in what you're doing with it. Yeah, I mean, so I my wife and I have come up with a with a with a I don't know that's a good strategy. She's a lot more stressed out about hers than than I am. So um, for anyone who doesn't know me, I married a pharmacist, so she also has a lot of student debt, um, and so we kind of want to get hers paid off because it's it's a lot but it's significantly less than what i have gotcha um so our our kind of plan is to try and pay hers off and i think we can if we're smart about it we can get hers paid off in probably a year maybe a year and a half um, nice. are you thinking of doing like a refi with yours or well so i don't know we talked about it last time i took the long way around to get out of school so mm-hmm. i didn't i have a lot of there's like 23 student loans. Um, but probably like 15 of them are like less than $5,000. There you go. Uh, so I, I'd like to pay all those off because a lot of those, you know, span over almost or 12 years, I guess. So a lot of those. Yeah, are, are those the ones that are higher interest 2% rate? 2% interest. Now, the, all my all my dental school ones are the ones that are high interest rate. Those are all the ones gotcha. that are seven and whatever. But seven and a quarter I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to refinance all those really low mm-hmm. loans into a much higher interest rate and then have to pay interest on something that I could have just paid off. So but, I think the, yeah. the thing that brought about the student loan conversation is uh, you mentioned that you just bought a house and we obviously bought practices. And for those of you who don't know, I bought a house. I bought a house before I even exited dental school. And so people were thinking like, oh, geez, you know, they paid off their student loans. They're buying practices, buying houses. Um, and that, that's really not the case. The student loan, you know, is, is not going to prevent you from, you know, getting a house, getting a practice. 
uh, at least in our experience. Well, you know, I think our, our experiences were a little bit different too. Um, I didn't actually buy my house. My wife did. Well, so I've always said Mary rich. The, yeah. Right. So my, my student loans didn't come into that at all. Um, but they didn't really even blink an eye at her student loans. Awesome. Um, so, I mean, that was definitely a, a bonus. Um, I, I think there's a lot more things to stress about in life than your student loans. In my, in my opinion, 100% I mean, agree. They, they're awesome because they allow us to do what we do every day. Um, without student loans, I, you know, I wouldn't be sitting here talking to Paul, but I'm not necessarily worried about getting them paid off because there's no, there's no time frame. It's not like my business on where I have 10 years to pay it off. Yeah. Yeah. Or, you know, so my advice, if you're, if you're really worried about your student loans, I would look at doing something in public health. Um, <laughs> yeah, somewhere that's that fair. Or, can, or military, maybe. Yeah. Or somewhere there, or, uh, I, Indian Health Services, IHS, so that you can qualify for, you know, some of those loan forgivenesses. My wife's uh, clinic qualifies for some of those loan forgivenesses. So that's something that we're looking at with her is, you know, trying to get one of those Oregon or one of the federal uh, grants to kind of help her pay back her loans, which is why we haven't touched them too much. Nice. So on the, the dental side of things from other dentists, um, kind of question we got, and I'm just going to kind of paraphrase was about, you know, you go to Google, you go to Yelp, et cetera, you know, you get reviews. How much do you look at the reviews for your office and how much do they affect your day to day? Uh, I'm going to let you start that one. Okay. Uh, so, so for us, uh, anyone that comes to my office, we, we send a survey and that's like the main way that we look at patient feedback. Um, and I have a, a kind of a social account where I'll look at, you know, what do people say on Facebook? What do people say on Google, et cetera? And reviews really fall into, I think, three categories. You have your, your good reviews. Like um, we had a guy that came in the other day. He was on state insurance, couldn't get into a state insurance office for like months. He's like, oh, my God, I have this tooth. It, it fucking hurts. I just need it out. I'm like, yeah, uh, no problem. You know, we don't take your insurance. It's 300 bucks or whatever. And he's like, oh, but you can do it like soon. And I was like, I'll do it right now. And he's like, okay, well, I have to warn you. Like the last time I had a tooth pulled, like the guy was up on my chest and he was sweating and he couldn't get it out. And it <laughs> took like three hours. And I'm like, dude, if it's going to take me three hours, I'm going to refer you to the oral surgeon. I was like, it won't take me three hours. You'll be okay. So I get him numb and I pop the tooth out in like five minutes because it was, it was not a hard extraction. It was a very cow hornable, uh, number 19. So we got it out and he was just so amazed and ecstatic that I got it out without dripping sweat on him for three hours. And uh, he left a review that was like, oh my God, doctor's so awesome. He was like a tooth ninja. He got my tooth out right away. I was even late to my appointment and they still saw, saw me, you know, five stars. And that is awesome to see. And it makes me happy. And I, I, it was on Google, so it's good for, you know, other people to see, but that's just kind of who I am. Doesn't really change anything on my day to day. You know, I'm not going to do anything different because of that review. Um, the flip side of that is the person that, that comes in, they have a bad experience for whatever reason. A lot of times it's like, 
yeah, you need a crown. It's this many dollars. And they're like, I don't have that many dollars. And it's like, well, we have financing options. We can't get there. And they write the review one star. Um, they're too expensive. I hate them. Again, doesn't really change my day to day. Um, doesn't change anything that I, I do differently. And the other type of review, which is almost the most important review, is the meh review. They're like, yeah, three stars or four stars. I went, like, it was okay. They had a cool scanner, but like, I don't know, the front desk didn't say hi to me when I came in. You know, some just weird thing like that one thing rubbed that person the wrong way, but otherwise they had a good experience. And that's a correctable thing. If I see that a couple times, it's like, oh, hey, you know, we need to really make sure we're saying hi to people when they come in. Or uh, when I go into a room, you know, I need to make sure I come in front of the patient and, and say hi and whatever, because I've, I've seen that on a review, like, oh, the doctor stood behind me and it was really creepy, you know. Um, and that can actually change, but really those are the reviews. I feel like you never really get the in the middle, like uh, I had an okay experience about this one thing. So I look at my reviews, but I, I don't think they really do a lot to impact me 90% um, of the time. And uh, I definitely don't stress out about bad reviews. In fact, uh, you know, having a couple bad reviews on, on Google or whatnot, I think makes you look like an actual human being. Yeah, we were talking about that the other day, actually, how, or was listening to something, and we were talking about how having, oh, as a podcast I was listening, talking about how, you know, if you do have some of those lower reviews that it doesn't look fake, you know, in today's world, if yeah, someone yeah. has 200 reviews and they're all five stars, it doesn't really look like um, it's it's real. It's like all the reviews are five stars. It's like their 12 friends listen to their podcast. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, for me, reviews are, you know, I'm, I'm lucky. I'm in a really small town where word of mouth goes a lot further than a review. 100%. So I have had one review in a year and I don't push them. And it was very different. Um, and when I was in Portland, because it's so competitive that we, you know, every patient when they came in in their hygiene bag got a little card that said, leave us a mm -hmm. review. Um, we did, you know, giveaways for reviews. We, with staff members, whoever got the most reviews. Um, oh, like, you know, we did stuff like that. Or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Or just like got the, yeah, I got the most people to, to leave a review. They, you know, got whatever. Um, so I think it's, I think it really depends on where you are. I think it depends on how saturated your market is. Sure. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't worry about it. I let what I do, I try and let what I do speak for itself. And if people feel the need to hop on Google or Yelp and give us a review, then, then that's just a bonus. Good. I, I gotta say we're, we're pretty chill. It's like, eh, we don't worry about the student loans. We don't worry about the reviews. Yeah, right. We just, we just kind of, Go in, drill on some teeth. Yeah. And I think for like on the review thing for me, like when we were pushing really hard, like the most, the person that's going to leave your review and in, in my experience, 80% of the time is going to be the person that's pissed. Oh yeah. Like it's a lot more rare that someone that was happy is going to go leave your review because it's out of their way. Someone that's pissed wants everyone to know that they're pissed. 100%. So, you do a great job, they'll tell maybe one person. You do a shitty job, they'll tell five. Yep, exactly. So, I and I, 
when we were pushing for reviews all the time, it really got to me when someone would leave a negative review. I mean, I would, mm-hmm. I would take it to heart and it's just nice to not have that stress in my life now. Yeah. It's like definitely in the beginning, the first couple of like negative reviews I got, I remember I got one review, you know, so bizarre. It was like, yeah, everything was fine, but the dentist had bad teeth. So I'm never going back <laughs> it's there. It's my favorite. I was, review. What? I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> With my teeth. <laughs> I think we were like a month out of school too. Yeah, yeah, I, I totally posted that on our school Facebook. Remember <laughs> that that one was really funny. And some of them, like, you know, if you do get those bad reviews, some of them you can just tell that it's someone that's bitching just a bitch. And oh, yeah. and that that really goes a long way too. Um because it's showing that you know you're not actually the asshole they say you are they just look like a karen and they're totally being a karen you know what's really funny is sometimes the karens are named karen and it cracks me up oh i've (laughs) yeah i've i've been hearing a lot of stories lately and they have been (laughs) about karens and it's (laughs) they've been pretty funny yeah yeah um, so what's your, uh, like patient demographic? Like what's the general age of your patient? My average patient in this practice, my average age is probably late fifties. Um, my okay. youngest patient, I don't know, and now is probably two years old and my oldest patient's 107. Jeez. I think she's still my oldest patient. Um, really impressive. She drove herself to her last appointment. That's awesome. Yeah, I had uh, um, I had a but, patient that uh, he was a hundred. So when I met him, I was like, "They tell me you're a hundred. And he's like, "I am." And I was like, "What's your secret?" He's like, "Not dying." <laughs> Thank you, sir. I was like, "You're you're you're my favorite." I don't know that I want to be a hundred, Paul. That's a long time. That I dude, I don't want to live to be two hundred. I got shit to do. <laughs> so when you have a patient that like really swings from like, uh, and I, I would say I'm pretty similar, like forties to fifties is my average clientele. But so you kind of have your, your treatment plan philosophy and you know, like, Oh, okay, this is what we're thinking. So when you have a patient that, that is, you know, geriatric, they are older, they're 90, they're, they're 107. Are you changing uh, kind of how you treatment plan? Are you thinking about different things? Yeah, I definitely, I definitely adjust my treatment plan. I'm on, on someone that's older, especially older females, um, Mm -hmm. our little ladies, I I tend to be a little more conservative than I would be. If I saw a 40 year old dude, I tend to watch a lot more fractured teeth and stuff like that. Um, than I would on, you know, that 45 year old dude. Um, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Do you find yourself doing things like maybe SDF, protective restorations, kind of like some, some patchwork that you wouldn't normally do? Um, no, I don't do patchwork. Uh, I learned that in dental school. Patchwork's a no-go for me. Anytime I try and do patchwork, it comes it comes back to bite me. So we don't, we don't patch things. Don't fuck um, around. Nope. You're, you're going you're gonna to do it right the first time because I'm not getting paid to do it right the second time so that's kind of my motto but i should probably use more sdf i do have some 
some older dementia, Alzheimer's. Yeah. Um, and that, you know, those, that's where of, I like it a lot. You know, things where you're looking at teeth and you're like, okay, you're 93. Um, you know, you got this tooth over here. It's got a cavity on it. You're, you're kind of frail. So I don't really want to extract your tooth. I mean, I will, um, but maybe it doesn't have an opposing, like we could get some SDF under this crown, you know, and, and, and try to stave it off and kind of get you the rest of the way. So I'll, I'll think about that from time to time and, you know, kind of do some treatment plans that it's like, well, I think we could do this because, you know, honestly, if it lasts five years, we're probably good. Yeah. Yeah, that's and that's totally fair. I, you know, I, I probably should look more at doing that, but I just don't. A lot of my older patients are you know, denture patients or partials and they only have a couple of teeth left. They're not, you know, full dentition for the most part. Mm -hmm. but do you do patchwork, Paul? Not really. I mean, if, yeah. if there is some kind of reason to, to maybe do a patchwork, no, I, I, I do crowns. It's just, I want to do what's predictable, yeah. but I'll use SDF. Yep. SDF is kind of, when I'm thinking patchwork, it's like, well, let's do this and see how it responds. Yeah, my, uh, you want to hear my patchwork story? You've heard my patchwork story. We'll tell, tell everyone else. tell it. So I I had this this super nice old old man. He was like in his probably early 70s when I saw him in dental school. And he had this, six unit bridge from six to 11 and it was mm -hmm. six seven missing eight nine ten and eleven uh were the abutments and he had lingual decay on two of them um six i think it was ten and eleven so he had lingual decay so i went through all the hoops and we took him up to the perio department and one of the perio residents laid a flap for me and i got in there real quick with my drill and while the perio resident was yelling at me to hurry up and <laughs> i got the decay out slapped some sdf in there put fuji over the top of it but he sutured it up looked great i was super happy with where we where we ended that day six months later failing mm -hmm. he had no money to do anything and i was like well like why did i what did I do all of this when I should have just told him originally, like, sorry, man, your bridge is gone. There's nothing yeah. we can do about it. So that was, that was my moment of, I don't want to risk this, especially when my name's on the line, you know, when, it, when you're in practice, yeah, it's a little yeah. different than being in school. Um, and I had a, I had a, I, I had a filling the other day that was next to a crown. So the only time I'll do a filling next to a crown is if, you know, there's a, there's a definite, like it's a buckle class five and there's a definite margin or like mm -hmm. definite band of queen two structure between the margin and the filling. And I did one the other day and I thought I maybe got all of the K, but I told her, I was like, we should probably just go ahead and do a new crown. Um, because I can't promise you I got all the K, took the crown off. It was a disaster underneath. But had I just sat there and thought, I'm God's gift like Paul, I'm going to go <laughs> ahead and say I got all the decay out. Like I would have just set her up for failure. And then I'd have been taking that tooth out in six months when there was nothing left of it. And sure. that crown came off. So, 
that's my philosophy. Yeah, I've never, I've never found like I'll think about Herodonics, and then what I like to do is when I'm kind of debating treatment plan options, it's like I'll take a pause. It's like oh, I'm going to check on this, you know, blah, blah blah, and then I'll be like, okay, if I do this, is there any, is there any benefit other than I'm thinking to myself later on, I'd be like, oh yeah, I fucking saved this tooth doing this thing. Aren't I cool? Um, and if that's really the only thing that I'm coming up with or why I think it's a good idea, it's like, no, I need to do traditional, predictable, boring dentistry and it tends to work out better. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, and I think when you, when you explain it to patients in that way of like, and I'll do that sometimes, especially if I have a patient, I can tell they're kind of on the fence and be like, Hey, I can do this, but I can't mm -hmm. promise you anything. If we do this. I can tell you that I got all decay out or I got that fracture out or, you know, this is, you know, what I, whatever, whatever it might be. Um, you know what drives me the most nuts, Paul? What's that? This drives me absolutely bonkers. Some patient comes in with, I don't know, let's say MO decay on 12 and mm -hmm. there's a DO alloy drives me up the wall when someone puts a composite in the MO and then they dovetail it into the alloy. Yeah. No. Like, why didn't you just take three extra minutes and take that alloy out and give them a filling that was actually going to last them? Now I have to fix this crap. Yeah. And I mean, makes me, if makes me the alloy out. is kind of grungy, you know, a crown isn't a bad option in that, that position either. No, not at all. But I don't understand, like, I don't know if people are just too busy. I guess I'm not busy enough. And people are just too busy and that's what they do, but it's not, not the way I was trained. And Dr. Bonpalaki would be very, uh, very disappointed in me for doing that. It's true. It is true. <laughs> I kind of want to dovetail then, something into an amalgam just for fun now. And then, and then send it to me. Dude, I yeah, I feel like, Brian, look what I did. This is for you. I've seen some, We've seen some weird stuff. I've seen people do a DO and a gold crown and then fill it in alloy. I, I have actually seen that too. So like, when you're doing your exam or you scan and you're like, what why? Is that? What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> I always want to know the yeah, story or the conversation. Like, oh yeah, yeah, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna put some schmutz in this other schmutz. It's gonna be great. <laughs> I don't know, man. People that don't care. Maybe we're so not. So I am uh, kind of taking a cue off of our our. Yeah, I think it, working interferences is still our favorite podcast, right? I mean, if we were in dental school, we would have called this podcast "Non-Working Interferences." Yeah, I'm sure if we were catering to dental students, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm scrolling the Reddit, just trying to okay. trying to see, and there's like five questions about night guards like necessity like can i just get the one from walmart for five dollars you know different things like do you treatment plan a lot of night guards what's your take on night guards i go through phases um sometimes i do sometimes i don't I got really good advice from somebody that I think I talked about this last time, like walk into a room and act like you don't care and patients will do what you want. If you act like you care too much and they won't do what you want. So <laughs> I kind of throw it out there. I let, 
people um i let my hygienist my hygienist bring it up a lot more than i do if they see a lot of cracked teeth or whatever they'll bring it up mm-hmm. um if someone gets an implant automatic night guard it's in their it's in their treatment plan um and what uh what style that, are you doing like soft uh, hard hard yeah uh, comfort hard soft comfort i think is what most places call them mm-hmm. uh, that's what glidewell calls them at least um i do a lot of i do a lot of those yeah but, I, I do those I mean, another one i like like so i do a lot of invisalign and they have a, a retainer it's called vivera i like them a lot and you can actually order them with bite stops and one of the things I like about them is uh, a lot of times when I have a night guard conversation with patients, they'll be like, you know, I bought a night guard uh, from my, you know, the last dentist and I can't wear it. I've never worn it. It's on the thing, blah, blah, blah. It's too big. So it's like, you know, there's this other type we can do. It's not quite as good, but it's going to accomplish, you know, pretty close to the same thing. And it's way better if you can actually wear it. And it's like, there's no profile. It doesn't feel like you have a big thing in your mouth. And I've had some people be really successful on those that have had the, you know, the other traditional night guard in the past and not been able to wear it. That's, that's interesting. I haven't, yeah. What's, I haven't what's your take on that? a lot of Invisalign. Yeah, I, I love Invisalign. What uh, what's your take on the uh, like ten dollar one you can get at Walmart? Yeah, no, I mean, you can do it if you want to be referred to a specialist. Yeah, for sure. Because it's like having you know, a, when, having we, a... when we make a night guard off of fucking impressions or you know scans or whatever. I mean, it's custom fit to you, and we're looking at you know putting you in a position to help you versus like you shoved this thing in your mouth and bit on some thermoplastic. Who the fuck knows what you're doing? Half the time, it's just training you to fucking bite harder. Yeah, true. I mean, my more than that, it's, you know, I think of it and I explain it to patients when they, when it, cause you know, we do get that question a lot. I explain it to patients as, you know, they, your, your brain thinks that there's a piece of gum. If you put something soft in your mouth, your brain when you're sleeping thinks essentially there's a piece of gum and it's just going to chew on it all night where if you give yourself something hard you do you know a a lab fabricated custom to you night guard then your mouth thinks that it's touching teeth and you might still quench and you might still grind but you're not quenching and grinding or you're yeah on a piece of gum that's that's where i was going all right. I think I found the Reddit question we end on for tonight. This yeah, is a very serious question from Excellent Wind, who says, what's the water the dentist use in the water tube? That shit is good. <laughs> I put vodka, vodka in mine. Friend. I don't know about you. <laughs> vodka and triazolam. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> <laughs> now it's just fucking water out of the fucking tap with that weird little tablet in it, I think. You want to know something crazy? What's that? I have ch- I have chairs that are plumbed into city water. There you go. Is, is your water out there fluoridated? No. No. Oh. Nope, but I have, I have chairs that are plumbed into city water. And one of them has a warm water function. Your chair has a warm water function, function like an Insta Yeah, 
but it's not <laughs> hot. And then I have another chair that has a hot water heater on it. You just need to go in there with like a cup of noodles and like shoot the water in there. <laughs> right. I'm just making lunch I mean, while I'm in here. These chairs. That's what we should use. We should use ramen so. water. Put a little broth in there. Ooh. Get, get, give you a beef flavored crown. Flavored. <laughs> here, open your mouth and drink some of this beef water. <laughs> drink some of this that, beef is water that... is the name of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> <Knew it. laughs> uh shit. Really, so I have really, not uh started watching uh <clears throat> Yellowstone or anything, but we had uh on the Amazon the Reacher show. Have you seen that? Yeah, we binged that really quickly. <sighs> that was so fucking good. What when you, did you yeah. read any of the books or any of that stuff? I, no. No. There is, uh, in the first book, The Killing Field, which is what this one is off, like when he's first describing, you know, Jack Reacher, he's like, you know, he's a monster of a man, he's six foot five, he looked like he was carved out of stone by uh, artists that uh, had the talent, but not the time. And that's exactly what that guy fucking looks like. Like, he's so perfect yeah. for it. I liked yeah, the no, Tom a... Cruise Reacher thing, but like, come on, he's not, he's not a giant monster. Yeah, no, I it was a it was a great show. You know what I've been uh we started watching this week. I think we started I don't know what I don't know what day it is. Um Wednesday. Did I you think. listen to the, Yeah, did you listen to the Doctor Death podcast? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They on Peacock they have like I'm sure it's dramatized version of that, but they have a show <laughs> called Doctor Death now and it's about whatever his name dr dunch yeah that's it's funny because uh we have peacock and uh we've we've been watching parks and recs kind of when nothing else is on just in the background and i don't think i've seen any commercials for that we only see commercials for you know bel-air because of course the fresh prince of bel-air needs a fucking gritty reboot for some damn reason <laughs> yeah i uh was not a fan when i saw that yeah it's on peacock Okay, I'll have to I'll have to check that out because yeah, uh, we, we finished Reacher. We're watching on Netflix. Uh, I think it's called Invented, Inventing Anna. It's uh, about this like fraudulent socialite girl. It's pretty good. Kate's more into it than than I am. I fell asleep during during it last night, so I don't know what's going on anymore. But um, we like Doctor <laughs> Death, so we'll have to check that out. Yeah. Um, oh, I don't know. I forgot going on with what day it is you want to know something really embarrassing yes I'm, i do i'm really good i'm really good at this and it uh it happens all the time i walked in today and looked at my hygiene patient and said good morning and then she looked at me and started laughing and it was 457 yeah I, I i do that one from time to time too i feel like you just get set on this sort of autopilot thing and you're like oh morning oh morning like it's fucking six. It's like, oh yeah, well, evening. That's when, what I mean. When you're busy, you know, busy running from room to room all day, it it happens. It's true. Quickly. It's true. Do your uh, assistants like? Out. Is there like certain things that they would say you always say all the time? I try and mix it up. I try not to be. Um, I try not to be boring because no one wants to listen to a boring dentist that tells the same jokes Thanks. all the time. 
Um, the I like to I like to surprise my staff when we're doing things. Um, so like you know, random things pop into my head when I see a cat a class two cavity or something like that. But the one that I always that always pops into my head is uh, have you seen Wedding Crashers? Oh yeah. Yeah. Do so you, you call you know, your patients class where, three clingers? Yes. Uh, when they're in the bathroom and um, the one dude's like trying to get with the redhead or whatever, and she says like, "Don't ever yeah. leave me because I'll find you." Every time <laughs> I see class two decay, I think I find you <laughs> every single time. Do you say it like that? <laughs> Yeah, in my brain I do. Oh no, you gotta start uh, saying that out loud. Yeah, so I I like to I like to say that to my I'll look at my assistant sometimes and be like, I find you, and they just look at me like <laughs> I am the world's biggest idiot, and that's fair. Uh, anytime, uh, like I do something like I do an extraction or whatever, and the patient's like, Oh, thank you so much. I say, Hey, couldn't have done it without you. And oh, I say that like four or five times a day. <laughs> You know what? I do have one that I always say now that you say that. Um, What's that? Whenever, whenever someone tells me that they have pain, tooth pain or whatever, you know, I mm-hmm. always tell them it's all right. It's all right. It's all in your head. We can fix that. <laughs> oh, I like that. I might say that every time. <laughs> what's your What's your go to if someone's like, uh, "Oh, I hate the dentist," or "I hate being here," or "I get really nervous in the dental chair," or, "I hate needles," or any of that stuff? <laughs> Me too. Let's get this done. Yeah, I'm, I'm just I like, you know what that means? It means you're normal. Yeah, I, <laughs> I look at him and say, yeah, I hate going to the dentist too. Let's get this done so that we can get you out of here. The only perk is I'm on this side of the chair. Yeah, yeah. I like to, to say stuff like if um, they're like, oh, I hate being at the dentist or, or whatever. And it's like, you know. I'd be really weirded out if you said this was your favorite place to be. <laughs> Did my first patient this morning said, this is going to be the best part of my day. And I looked at him and I said, yeah, That's that guy's a psychopath. I would have just left. Uh, to be fair, it was uh, one below zero this morning and he works out. Oh, so okay. He okay, got to be in a warm, pla- <laughs> warm place for an hour. So <laughs> once I figured that out, I was like, yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, shit. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I think uh, I'm going to get this up. I did put in all of our little podcast things that we're going to do this biweekly. So even though that's probably not going to happen for a while, I think that's the goal that we're going to move move towards. And also my podcast hosting thing was like, hey, you should have a Patreon account. So we might have one of those for some reason at some point, because I am never going to turn down an avenue for someone to give me money for something I would be doing anyway. Right. I I agree with that. I was trying to give a little break there. Julia really wants to do our intro. I yeah, I think when I, I'm going to Chicago this weekend, but when I get back, because Kate wants to do something too, we'll have to set a time and okay. get some stuff going. Because I'd like to, I just used like, like fucking music that was on this thing. That's like, oh yeah, use this. But uh, I, I'd like to punch that up. What do you think of the logo design? I have loved it. it, it yeah, he, he did, did so job. good on that. I was really yeah. impressed. The The thing about it is I thought I was getting Nigerian Prince for a minute because he gave me the draft 
And I was like, dude, this is great. This is exactly what I want. And it, you know, it had the like watermarks on it or shit. So it wasn't, you know, we couldn't use it, but then like, didn't hear from him a day. And then the next day he's like, my daughter's in the hospital. And he like sends me a picture like with his phone showing the time and him holding a sick child. And I was like, am I, is he going to hold my art hostage? Like, is this, I didn't, I didn't know what to do, but I think he just actually had a sick kid for a minute and it took him an extra day. So uh, shout out to the yeah. guy that did our logo design. He's a fucking baller. Yeah. Yeah. That was, I showed, I was showing it to people and they were like, that doesn't look like you. And I was like, that totally looks like you. What are you talking about? Best character. Uh, I'll give you a nickel. If you can tell me what picture of you that is. Oh, do I have to give you a nickel if I get it wrong? Uh, yes, because I need a shiny, shiny nickel. I have no idea. It's uh, it's from the fucking professionalism beach trip. From, like, first year? I think so. You're on a beach, that's it, unless it's from somewhere else. Huh. Yep, no idea. Yeah. Well, anyway, on okay. on that note, I don't, I don't even know what day it is. So <laughs> it's still Wednesday. Dang it! All right, dude. Well, love your face. I'm gonna go eat a food, and uh, I will talk to you later. Later.